Here we go on a Sunday morning in Las Vegas. Just after 8 o'clock, I'm Brian Feldman, and this is Out of Line. We are here live, same time, every Sunday morning on Fox Sports Radio, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM, flagship of the Vegas Golden Knights. The we includes co-host Caleb Herring, the last UNLV quarterback to lead the Rebels to a bowl game. Sure. The way things look, he might hold that record. As the officials uh, last night during Notre Dame's game kept saying, the call stands. The call stands. and it, it could be for some years to come. Uh, we'll talk about that. Hey, we're not wishing any bill will. It's just I'm saying what I saw. That's it. Also here producing today's show is future stars of wrestling up and comer, Damon Cotton. Or should I say Damon Dynamite Cotton? Is that it? Is that, is that the stage name? We're waiting. Turn it on. Is that the stage <laughs> no, name? Um... Uh, the last name is now Evans on the stage name. Oh, okay. Oh, Evans. so we're, we're secret identity okay. in this. Yes. All right, yes. All right. Okay. Well, we'll give that out there. Um, you'll learn a little more about what we're talking about shortly. Demond continues to fill in for the vacationing Chris Magnum Chapman, who I'm starting to think will never return from the Far I'm, East. You know what? I'm jealous. And why should he? I'm looking at some of the pictures he's taken on social media and that he's posted about his, his fun time that he's having without us. And uh, I'm actually, I, now I have a destination that I want to travel to. I mean, I've wanted to go to Tokyo before, but he's going to some like some different places that are really giving a different cultural appreciation. So that was a weird tangent, but I hope Chris is having a lot of fun out there. It looks like I, I he do is. Hope he comes and back, like you though. said, I'm really enjoying the posts. I'm learning a lot. I love how he's taking like old Chinese art and cartoons and finding the spot and then taking yeah, the picture. Yeah, he's like an anime you know, Easter egg hunter. He, he right really now. is. And then cuisine. Now, I'm pretty adventurous, Caleb. I don't cockroaches. know if you are. I'm not eating cockroaches. Not even talking cockroaches. Some of the sushi like had eyes on the fish head nope. on the sushi, nope. and I'm going to draw the line right there. But most You of shouldn't it, be able to make eye contact with your meal. You really should not, it's especially gross. if it's still moving. Ugh. And in some cases, it is. But uh, we'll talk about that, and uh, Chris did give us his pick of the week. So, again, stick around for that segment later on, because um, it's a good way to win some money going the other way. I think he's 1-7 in seven now, and um, he is stuck <laughs> in the mud and going nowhere in a hurry. <laughs> okay. Uh, and as always, I should say that the we does conclude with the guy responding to all social media questions and comments, our intern and social media director, and, hold on, and talk show, sports talk show host, the Wiz! Nobody beats the Wiz! Nobody beats the Wiz! The only intern in the world with his own theme music. And he has a hype man, too. I'm his hype man. He's got a hype man, side his job. own theme music, and a freaking talk show. And he started as an intern about a year ago for us. <laughs> talk about entrepreneurial. That would be him. Uh, we are also streaming on the LV Sports Network, and you can watch the show on Facebook Live. The page is called Out of Line. That's O-U-T-T-A-L-I-N-E. Uh, you can also follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Out of Line Fox LV. That's at Out of Line Fox LV. And since we are live, your calls and questions are welcome. The Fox Sports Residential Bank Corp Studio line is 702-876-1340. Hi, this is Bubby, and it's time for What's on Tap. What's on Tap, brought to you by title sponsor, Residential Bay Corp. Whether purchasing a new home or refinancing the home you currently own, Residential Bay Corp is the company to turn to for all your home financing needs. Residential Bay Corp, funding America, one neighborhood at a time. On Tap, the Rebels. Our 0-3, as we just talked about briefly. We'll talk more about that. Also, um, there is new ice in Henderson. Brand new ice opening up this week. 
That's coming up on Nightcap. And yesterday was a big day in college football. The Raiders are in L.A. to play the Chargers. And speaking about the Raiders, uh, next Saturday there's a Raiders-Broncos grudge match on a local Las Vegas golf course. Magalay Fernandez, president and CEO of Lifestyle Global, and two-time Super Bowl champion Byron Chamberlain will be here to fill us in on all the details. And it's week nine in the NFL. We got you covered, and we'll give you our picks of the week for what they're worth. That's what's on tap. If you're looking to buy a home or refinance the home you currently own, choose a company you can trust, Residential Bank Corp., funding America one neighborhood at a time. Gillum hands it off to Charles Williams to the 40. Charles reverses field to the 35, going to the far sideline, 30, run out of bounds, and that's it. The clock has run out. They didn't want to throw it. They wanted to give it to Williams the way the defense was spread out. Hockey players, as you know, are warriors. They don't give up. They come to play every game. It's time for Nightcap, a cup full of the Vegas Golden Knights. From highlights to interviews to special events, the puck starts here. Well, we have another another inaugural season coming up in Vegas when that season does start, and that is our AHL franchise, the Vegas Silver Knights, the um, minor league club, so to speak, for the Vegas Golden Knights and the Henderson Silver Knights and the city of Henderson announced uh, this past week uh, plans for the opening of Lifeguard Arena in Henderson on Tuesday, November 10th, that is this Tuesday. At 8 o'clock, the brand-new facility will serve as the practice home of the Henderson Silver Knights and a community center for Henderson residents. They've got a some kind of peewee game going on there this week, but you get a chance to check it out. And, um, hey, it's open to open for business. You can join hockey leagues. You've got rec leagues for kids there. And, again, um, I think plenty of tickets still available for the inaugural season of the um, Silver Knights. They don't know exactly when they're going to start yet, but uh, they will be starting, and it will be really cool. That's close to home for me. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, you know, it, it is definitely going to be a step up. You remember the Wranglers were here for a long time, and that was kind of the team that people went and followed for a little while. They were affiliated with the Calgary Flames, but um, this team is directly affiliated with the Golden Knights. You go down there, it's really cool. Uh, Caleb, an opportunity to watch future Golden Knights play where in the past you, they've been in Chicago. So unless you've got some kind of link, you're all, you're following them on the internet. Now you can actually go and watch them play. Yeah, no, it, it's great. I think it's great for the community, great for that aspect, like you said, not having a, I think it was a, at the time the longest distance um, for a team that has, you know, their, their minor league affiliate to travel, I think, from Chicago all the way here. So I, that's good just to have that closer to actual home base. Um, it's good for the community, I think, because, Vegas isn't really a hockey town necessarily. So, and I, having the Golden Knights here, yes, that, that has sparked some interest in hockey. But like you said, getting these youth leagues and, and these recreational sports events and, and things like that at that facility really sparks some more interest and, and grows the, the game of hockey even bigger than it already is in Vegas. And Golden Knights have sold out every game that's been at T Mobile Arena. And I think this kind of interest in Henderson and kind of spreading it across the valley a little bit um, will, will help and it'll help grow the game. And uh, in the desert, Growing hockey is a little bit of a challenge, but this kind of thing gets it done. I I haven't been, I haven't, but I heard great things about it and what it's gonna do and what it's supposed to be. So um, it, it's exciting to to think that hockey, another professional team, and even though this this basically means the minor league team's coming, but uh, just more interest around hockey is good for the professional level because everybody's gonna be interested, engaged in what's going on in the world of hockey, and it really just hasn't existed in Vegas before. So really cool for people who are from. 
that world like yourself like you grew up and were a fan of hockey i i didn't I, i'm from southern california there's no ice in sight in southern california and um, so now having a, a community that has one a professional hockey team but also now access to recreational sports little league sports things like that at this facility is a major step forward as far as the hockey game goes well, it is, and like you said, every Vegas Golden Knights game has been sold out. This is an opportunity to go watch professional hockey players that are barely below the NHL level. A lot of these guys go back and forth throughout the season, so it is a really cool opportunity, very similar to the opportunity you get when you go watch an Aviators game. You're watching guys, members of the Oakland A's, especially when they're down here rehabbing, and the same thing with the with the Silver Knights. Um, you'll see that as well. Really cool, and now the question is, is Caleb Herring going to put on a pair of skates and get out there? Since no, there's I so can much skate. Game? You can skate. I, yeah, I, me and my wife go uh, ice skating every uh, year. We gotta go skating, man. That would, I, I now I'm no, need... I'm no good. Like I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be out there. You know, doing some of the things that these. So professional I might be able to take you in a game of one on one. Absolutely, you can take okay. me. I can. I can. Wow. I can stay afloat, so to speak. No, on, that's on, a, you on, know what? It's, and it's hard enough. I mean, I, I've know, practiced you know, every every year since I've known my wife. We've done it. Like we've gone out and at least, and gone, at least gone ice skating once a year when they open up the ice skating rinks here in town. Not you know. Nothing Have you done special. the one over in, on the strip, the one at uh, at the Cosmo? At the Cosmo. Yeah, yeah. That's the what. That was the the the. I think that's we've gone there the last three times. I haven't done it yet. Done. I gotta go. It's pretty cool. It's a small rink, like I said. It's nothing big. The crowd gets kind of excessive. I think at times. I You're think just out there for the experience. Yeah, and so I mean, it's cool. I, I, so they got kids getting pulled around in little sleds sure. or whatever. So uh, it's a cool experience. But I can skate. I just I'm not as good as probably anybody else in this room. Well, it just, you know, you haven't done it, but the yeah. one thing I love about hockey, and I say forever, all of us that like contact sports, and obviously everyone in this room does, um, there is no sport that I'm aware of that you can go 30 miles an hour on your feet and hit somebody, and hockey is that sport, because you get going 30 miles an hour on a pair of skates. It is pretty cool, and you can really blow someone up against the boards, and I love that part of the game. I think the physical element is really, really cool, but, um, you know, hey, facility opens up on Tuesday. Check it out. As Caleb said, man get out there rent a pair of skates and put them out it's a really freeing feeling and and it, it's not that difficult to do uh the the roughest part most people have is with their ankles uh kind of sa- sagging in and you know you do it like you did in sports tape up your ankles a little bit tape the outer edge of your ankles and you'll be amazed what that'll do and as far as the nhl season it could start as early as january and as late as early february still yet to be determined but kelly mccrimmon says there will be a season the golden knights are uh are working they're practicing they're ready to go and um you you know, just now it's in their blood. If you're a hockey player in November, you're playing hockey. So this is really kind of offsetting their chemistry that they've grown up doing is this is the season. And, uh, you know, eventually uh, things will get back to normal. We'll talk more about that later on. But um, UNLV, Caleb, let's uh, let's let's transition over to that. And uh, uh, we're OK. We don't need to play the highlight. We you heard a little bit earlier the UNLV. Uh, um you know, they should have won the first half of the game. They played well enough to win the first half. They they went down late and were down by three at halftime. You know, I was talking to Spencer. We Spencer was there. We were going to come see you, but we couldn't. We saw Russ Langer running back from the bathroom, but we didn't get in there to see you. Everyone kind of social distance and stuff. But, you know, um, the one thing that was, was apparent that in the second half of the game, adjustments were seemed to be better made on the other side. They really did. But I said to Spencer during the first half, I said, wow, you know, pretty good. Max has not turned the ball over. That is boding well for you. And I'll be, man, I need to just shut my mouth. Because yeah. 
a pick six, two interceptions, both by number two in the second half. I thought the Superman cape was ridiculous on the sideline. If that motivates you, that's great. The money Superman cape. I don't know if dumb. you saw that. It was yeah, dumb. Was dumb. And, then, uh, and then, of course, he lost a fumble right on their first possession of the second half, which um, led to more points for Fresno. And that's the kind of thing you can't have. Something Max did in the first half well protecting the football. In the second half, not so much. But one of the biggest things, and I know I'm all over the board here, but one of the biggest things, Caleb, was uh, it seemed like one side of the defense was just not existent yesterday, and it seemed like Fresno State continued to exploit that all game long, and it really hurt him. There were some times I thought I saw Moses running the football. I mean, the Red Sea parted like twice, yeah. where it's just like, oh my God, there's nobody near this guy. And part of, part of that is the scheme offensively that Fresno State's run, and another part of it is, one, that's probably the biggest offensive line in the Mountain West. I like I don't know oh, for huge. sure, that, but averaging like 310 pounds across the board, they have probably the best left tackle uh, in in the Mountain West, I think he's going to be a first round draft pick. Is that Bull? Yeah, Bull. He's six seven, three thirty five. What an so apropos huge. name and for an offensive guard. It's perfect. A, a bull. It's perfect. That guy looks scary. Huge. Like it, and t- it, it, talk about intimidating. So that's number one. So um, Fresno State having the ability to run the ball was not um, an issue. I think that was something that was known coming in, especially with Ronnie Rivers, um, special back. He's probably the Along with Charles Williams, Ron one Rivers, of the best. Is he Ron Rivers, the old, uh, the old, old Ron, he's San, San Diego Chargers son? son? Yep, and wow. both of them okay. following a similar was. career path. So he's looking like he's going to be playing in the league next year. So, um, But he's one of the dynamic Dude, His arms are as big as like a defensive lineman's yeah, he's, arms. he's a very stout oh guy. He's very God. quick, very shifty. And I think he, not, while the Rebels made him look better, I think, than he really was, I think there was opportunities, and you got to put up more resistance than that. Well, the tackling um, was absolutely yeah, tackling was, awful. And, and you, like I said, he's a shifty guy. He can make people miss, but at some point, you got to bring your pads, break down, wrap up, and, and make the tackle in open field. But he was able to dance and, and get pretty much what he wanted. So, like you said, defensively, there was a lot of a uh, lot to be desired. But I do think that there was improvements defensively. And I think the secondary, for one, being – uh, in range to at least make plays on the ball. Noel Williams, in particular, uh, was was really, uh, you know, not... I think there was a concerted effort not to get beat deep in the passing game, um, so everything was pretty much kept in front of him, but I think Noel Williams did a better job of being aggressive at the point of attack, even breaking up a couple of passes and, and making tackles immediately so receivers didn't have a lot of space to, you know, make plays after the catch. But, yeah, you, like you said, the defense has to be better. No question about it. Getting 27 points in a game, uh, like I said, when you're playing good football, 27 points should be enough to win a game offensively. And I'm not saying that the offense is where they need to be or anything like that, but you should be confident that you're going to win a ball game if you score 27 points, and um, that's barring you play good defense, and the Rebels didn't. No, I, I agree with uh, your, your assessment of the game. A couple of things Spencer and I had noticed in the game uh, on a positive end. On the edge, I thought, uh, I, I really thought on the edge that uh, Plant Adam Plant played well. Yeah. And I think he really is good at penetrating. With, um, they have tr- they, had, they had some trouble single-teaming him, and that's yeah. always a good thing when you see an edge rusher have to get double-teamed. It's going to open up the, 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 uh, the passing or the rushing lanes for the other players. Right. And Plant did that, and the other guy, Salou, who almost got a tie targeting call, which I'm glad they didn't give him because that would have been a terrible call when it was his shoulder that he threw. I don't think he launched himself. But 
he also played very, very physical, and that was what the the couple of bright spots on defense that I thought you could grow from. I, I no offense to him because I thought Veramontes had played good to the up to this game, but in the second half of this game, I saw him just missing way too many tackles, and I saw one where I I could swear I saw his jock strap fall right out of his pants and lay on the field. I mean, he was faked out so bad. <laughs> People don't wear jock straps anymore. They don't. What do they wear? Just dated yourself. Nobody wears j- compression shorts at best. Nobody wears jock straps anymore. Come on, but no, you no, have indeed there. What? You've been need there before? I, it doesn't happen. I have, but it doesn't happen on the football field nearly as often as I think you would think it does. You would does. think it would happen more, yeah. but I mean... Yeah, it um, doesn't ha- it, I, I, I've, never, I, I've never been hit there during a football game. You know what? Game, I haven't ever. either. The one, I played lacrosse once in my life, and that's the one time yeah. I got need there playing yeah. lacrosse. But, Any, anyways. But I but, wore a cup. No, I think... The issue, I think Vic, honestly, this is just my assessment. I don't know. This is not coming from the coaching staff or anything that I've heard from them. I think Vic is honestly playing out of position. Um, I don't think he's an interior linebacker, a Mike linebacker. I don't think that suits him. There's a level of of control that you have to play with, and I think Vic is a motor guy. He's an energy guy who wants to go fast all the time. I think he's better suited as an outside linebacker um, and maybe even a fourth rush end. I think he and Jacoby Winman, who had a good game last this week too with two and a half sacks, I think uh, he and Jacoby Windham, I think, could rotate at that kind of outside linebacker in this 3-4 defense and be that fourth rusher because then you kind of have the, you know, the the restraints pulled off you. You can play fast and play, you know, free. Um, because, but you have a little bit more. You have, you're more rangy, right? When you play right. Exactly. Your responsibility is not, you know, gap discipline as hard sure. as it is as you know when when you're playing on that defense. He's a guy like you're linebacker. saying that would requ- should get a little bit more freedom. And yeah, there, and there was a, there was a lot of times when he's in position to make a play where he's the guy on Ronnie Rivers who's supposed to make the play and he's overrunning it because of that motor. He just wants to get there fast. Okay, all and right. I, so I think he overruns a lot from and middle linebackers. I like him. Have to have the patience to they call it scrape over the top of the defense, get right behind that, and be right there and be sound to make a tackle. I think Vic, his issue that I've seen in all three games really is he knows where he needs to go, but he overruns things a lot, he and does. that opens up the, cutback, the he, cutback line. He's a sound player. you got to realize this guy has played played at the, the top level as far as college football goes. He's played in two Power Five conferences. He went. He initially didn't he play. It was Cal and I think also uh, Minnesota where the guys played football before, but the whole thing is with Vic Ferramontes, as you said, what, what I had some issues with is just what you said, overrunning plays. And one of the things that looked like the biggest mistake you can make as a middle linebacker is you don't want to get caught looking in the backfield. Yeah. And I think a couple times I saw Nick uh, with his eyes on the quarterback, and that can be the biggest yeah. mistake you can make as a middle find linebacker. Find the receivers you know, in yes. the routes. Find the, you know, find the pulling guards. The, the keys that will take you to where you need to be, I think, are, are what you need to trust at middle linebacker. Like I said, he's... I don't think it's his primary position. I, I think he's playing out of position because of some roster issues, okay. and that's that's the honest assessment. His football assessment. knowledge is there. And you oh, see yeah, him, absolutely. And he's definitely calling the plays I just think his skill defense. set is, is best suited somewhere else. And I think when Farrell Hester comes back, and that was a good thing for me. I saw Farrell on the sideline, who is, I think, the incumbent Mike linebacker with Rashad Jackson out, uh, gone to attrition and, and graduated. I think Farrell Hester is the guy in the interior. So I think... Uh, when he gets back, he seems like he's going to be available at some point this season. His uh, injury is really just a normal football injury, not a COVID suspension or anything like that. So I think that'll seeing him, him on the sideline, yeah, that'll, that'll help out, help Vic Maravantes get kind of to where he needs to be and so he can play the way he wants to play. So uh, there's some things missing on the roster that you, you don't really think about with the naked eye just watching it. But watching this team three games in, I think Vic is playing out of position, and I think his skill set, his talents need to be on the field. Um, but I don't think Mike Linebacker is the best 
position Well, maybe for on him. Wednesday night you can tell Marcus Arroyo that since we can't get him on the show to tell him that. Maybe you'll be able to tell him that on Wednesday night. They're protecting him because there's some big secret at UNLV. I've looked for it in the first three games. I don't see what the secret is, but there's some sauce in there that, that there must be. And eventually maybe Marcus will talk to all of us because I'm, you know, I'm just curious. I like the guy. I think that you know, I'm not going to judge him after three games and a brand, you know, putting together a brand new program basically. But you know, talk to us, man. But maybe talk to him on Wednesday night and tell him move Vic to the outside. Last thing I got to ask you, and I know we're running a little bit behind, but I just want to know. Last year, um, there was a guy that was playing for UNLV that I thought looked like he was going to be a, a helper down the road, a guy that could help carry the ball, that could help uh, offset Charles Williams. And I look on the depth chart. I thought Magyar was gone. I thought he must have transferred. He's fourth on the depth chart between two brand-new, true freshmen. What happened to Chad Maggard? Is he in the doghouse, or what uh, happened to him? So there's a lot of possibilities there, and only speculation here, but I think you have to be open to the possibility of um, we don't know for sure the guidelines and rules on what a player has to do should they test positive for COVID in the Mountain West. I know in some places, in I believe it's the Big Ten, it's 21 days, I think, that they can't play in, in the game. Um, so... We know that there was positive tests within UNLV athletics. We don't know the specifics of who, which team was so staff assuming it might be player. I'm not assuming it is. I'm just saying this is in the realm of possibility. Well, he's on the sideline with fact, no mask on, so I mean, that, and in full uniform. The fact that he, for the first two weeks, was not even listed on the depth chart at all, um, and now he is. You could speculate if you wanted to, if you were about that. You could speculate that maybe what he was, why the reason he was missing was because of. Some COVID-related issue, but do or you some agree that he looked last issue. year like he would be a helper on this team going forward? I do. Forward? I do agree with that. I, but I don't. I don't think he matches the pace of play that Arroyo okay. and the system. I think if you look at what Oregon recruited, well, Charles Williams is your number is your yeah, stable I think, every down I think back. Charles Williams, Courtney Reese. I think even uh, I, Dylan Downing. I'm. I am excited for what he brings to the table when he's of age and ready to go because he's a serious. Meeting him in person early because he came in the spring, so meeting him early, which wasn't really an advantage this year. He's physically he intimidating in, a little bit. He's, he? he's a, I heard he was. He's like built like a stud, like I, I, like I'm, Ronnie Rivers. I, to a degree. Yes. I, I, I don't even think Ronnie was built like this as a freshman because Ronnie's a senior. Right, true. I think Dylan Downing looks like Ronnie Rivers now. Like the way he's built without pads on. Huge upside. He's, he's, he's a workhorse in the making. So I'm excited for what he has. But, yeah, I, there's a lot of possibilities of why people that aren't on the depth chart right now aren't there. I mean, like, Farrell Hester's not even on the depth chart. He's on the roster. On the, on the, uh, he's on the roster. He was suited up or on the sideline as well last week. But he's not even on the depth chart either. So what's the reasoning? We don't know. But I, I – Without a doubt, I think Farrell Hester is good enough to be one or two on the depth chart. Um, so we don't know the reasons, and that's well, part you know of why season, we don't re- really know the, you know why you know why we don't know the reasons. University policy has been very tight lipped this year. I'll, I'll give you that. Uh, and also, Marcus Arroyo doesn't talk to anybody. All right, listen, we're going to take a real quick break. On the other side, uh, we have fact this some really cool stuff. So stick around for there. Somebody in studio is more of a celebrity than we knew, uh, but we know now. And uh, secondly, we've got um, Magley Fernandez, and we also have Byron Chamberlain, two-time Super Bowl champion. Also a Pro Bowl player, tight end with the Broncos and a few other teams to talk about a grudge match on a golf course locally here in Las Vegas taking place next Saturday. Stick around. Back this. If you don't like the facts, take your ass back to bed. Back this. Nick Bugatti, you robbed me of my victory in that fatal four when you tossed me out of the ring like a coward. 
and took my pen over this Chase Bell. This was supposed to say this, and so then now we got a problem. So and then you got your little Maserati right. on your arm. I just want you to with a sister. First, so like now we way, got two problems. Like so I'm okay. tell you something. The next future shock, I'm gonna go to the boys in the office, and I want you one on one. So then we can really see who would win between you and me. Well, it's a well, fact. fact. Demond Cotton is a producer um, here at Lotus Broadcasting and for the past month has been producing our show. That, or I should say this, too, is Demond Cotton, and you just heard that. Uh, that was pretty, great. I mean, right? What was it? And you with a sister. <laughs> did, you, did you not love that? Oh, my God. Yes, who, I love it. Who knew? Who knew? I mean, what's going on with you, man? You don't you don't spread the wealth. Uh, I should have known there was something going on with the awesome different hair designs. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Moonlight. He's moonlighting right now. He's, right. He comes in. He's all wholesome as a producer with his hat on. Seriously, yeah. he's, he's got the, the he's got the off. fade hoodie going. Yeah. But other than that, I had no idea, man. Yeah, it's really. I really don't talk about it too much. I remember um, I posted it like uh, for the show that I do um, Monday through Friday in the huddle with Vinnie Bonson and Erling Kennedy. I said, we're going to lead the show with this because I had won a match like a few weeks back. And then so Kyle, our production, our, you know, our lead guy here, he comes in and he's just like, he's just like, hey, I didn't know you did this because I just tweeted it out. And it's just like, yeah, I really don't talk about it too much. I, just, I, go, to, I go to training. I do my matches. And then, like, I come here, and I'm just like, I'm all about sports. You're just a normal guy. You yeah, take just, the cape yeah, off. Yeah, I'm just a normal guy. You're no longer Superman. No, yeah. it's great. I, I want to know, for the people out there, your stage name, because we talked about it a little bit. So, I mean, I'm trying to give you one. I thought Dynamite, Dynamite was pretty Dynamite, good. It's Dynamite, 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 Dynamite Demond. Demond, but then it's just one of those things where you're like, you need a last name to seem like a regular person. I mean, you know, regular <laughs> people have last Dynamite, names, okay? Dynamite Demond Evans. Yeah, we're going Yeah, we're going with Evans, because Evans Why not is a strong Dynamite, last name. But see, that, I would have liked that one right there. Dynamite Demand strong. I would. I, you know strong. What I, What's wrong I would, with strong? You know That's what I would do. It's so cliched in the it wrestling is, industry. You know what I, you cliche, know what I would right? do. I would probably drop the mite off of dynamite. I would just say Dino Demand. Ooh. Okay. See now Ooh. we're getting somewhere. Okay. Now we're getting somewhere. Look at that. Little thing, little yeah. bit of a, you Look know, at I don't that. Know. Hey, hey. I'm just you know promotional deals. Yeah. I'm, I'm I, ready. I, I'm ready. I, I, you, you got it right here. I <laughs> we're mean, thinking because it's one of those things where it's just like. um you got a match coming up. He's like, you need a name. It's just like, I like my name already. Let's uh, <laughs> I got, dynamite I, I, on I it. Let's got, go. <laughs> I, I got to ask you, you know, it is, and, and you mentioned, which is really cool. You had a WWE scout there watching you, which I think is really cool. You definitely got the swag. You got the talk. But how do you ever really get pissed off at the other guy? I mean, I mean, where, you know, you know you're supposed to do something, but he does something inside of the ring that's like, whoa, man, that was over the top. And you start getting pissed, but you know you got to lose the match. Yeah, um, I'll just say it. Like, um, we so we had a fade of four way. So it was um, me, Nick Bugatti, Chase Bell, and a guy named Tresario. And um, Tresario was putting the boots to me like I owed him money. And it's just. <laughs> and, it's, Ooh, I, and so what do you, you do you in that situation? To, you want to go off the top there, rope? Is there some type of a look or some type of a tap you give somebody like, you're on the edge of me really kicking your ass? Is, do you ever. Is there a way to let the guy know is that you're. Is there a safe word? Is there a safe word? Some type of safe word. Um, I think you could just say it to someone you like if there was time. But like, there's so many moving parts in a match with four people in the ring at the same time. But if you were in one on one, it's just like you, like something you just huh. It, I would just say, do I owe you money? 
And that okay. would be, that would be and the, the real, that so that's a safe word. That would be a realization. I'm, I don't I'm, think gonna, me, I'm going to imagine that the safe word is pineapple. Okay. And that every time <laughs> something's going uh, not according to plan, that the wrestlers in the ring just say pineapple. Pineapple. Yeah, and pineapple. You just hear, anytime you hear pineapple, I just picture side, myself. The guys, something's going wrong. The guys harping on me, and then when it comes time, you know, when you get your twenty percent, you put him in the headlock. I I clamp down on his ears softly with my teeth, and I say, "Remember Mike Tyson?" <laughs> okay, <laughs> real softly with my teeth. So That's I'm right gross. there. Do you remember that? Because you better I stop. I just want video you better footage. Stop. One more elbow hits me in the nuts, and we got some real I really want video footage of Demond jumping off the top rope. I want to see that, that is too. now. And now the one thing I want is, you know, Caleb in almost every sport says that whoever he takes on, he can beat him. Uh, I want to know, can we take on? What about, no, what about I, Demond, I Cotton, I, and Caleb first of all, First of all, it's not every sport. There's sports that I say absolutely any sport other than extreme fighting or things that have to do with fighting. I don't. I don't. What about badminton? That, can, that doesn't have nothing to do. Yeah, with absolutely. Music. I can take any. I don't know the rules, but I can beat I'm anybody. I've never played. I, I, I've never played a game in my life. But I, I can take some, But anything involving fighting, I'm not a fighter. I, I have no. Sh- I will fight to defend myself and and my family. But I'm not a fighter, and I don't want to compete in you know for a championship belt. Fighting, so I, fighting is off limits to me. If you can, you can wrestle, you can beat me. The, those, that's about the only thing that I'll admit <laughs> that I could lose in is wrestling, boxing, UFC, whatever. Any of those three, no, I'm out. But any other sport. I'm he's going ass for it, so he, he's not going to put the challenge to you right now, and I'm too old to put. Well, the I'm challenge glad to because you. you said one video of me going. I've got one video of me going off the top rope, and I'll Send tell it. a quick little story. Oh, we have to see that. <laughs> yes, but in this match, I ended up losing. And Clay Baker, producer here, you know Clay and Pritch, he's going to be on after this actually. But he, like his son, cried that I lost the match, and it's just uh so he's your biggest oh, fan. Oh man, that's so cool. That's and great. it was just like, and he that texted me and so told me, and I was cool. just like, and other people were telling me that didn't even know who he was. Like they didn't know that was my coworker. They're like, yeah, man, some kid was crying that you lost. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? Who's this kid? <laughs> that is that's way great. cool. Look at that. That's a passionate fan yeah. right there. That's inspire awesome. the younger generation. That I like is it, aw- that is awesome. Dino Demon. Dino Demon. I like it. Yeah, we got to see you jumping off the top rope. I want to see that, and I have to get out there. How do you go to these matches? How do you see him? Um, we're like filming like every um every week now because now we have a. TV deal with um, my LV TV. Look at me getting the plug out there for the promotion. So we're going to be like, um, so now we have TV tapings every every couple of weeks, and then like so like the shows that we had on Friday. So it's like a Saturday Friday thing, like every every week now, either Saturday or Friday taping. Friday Fridays are just streaming on the Twitch channel, but Saturdays are TV tapings that are you know delayed obviously, and then you'll see them on my LV TV. First episode, first match on TV. I'm going to be on it. It's me. Nice. I cannot wait. That is some cool stuff, man. That is really cool. I, I was, I, I've been into it. You know, I've always liked the wrestling aspect, even from a little kid. I mean, I'm not going to tell my first favorite wrestlers that I really date myself, but um, you, you already dated yourself today by when saying I said jock strap. strap. That's yeah. That yeah. that that God, puts you in the fifth. The last and time club. I put on football pads, I wore a jock strap. That is disgusting. One and but very why is it old. Disgusting? Of you. I needed to. No, you didn't. I did. No, jock straps are gross and unnecessary. Well, and nobody ever washed them. The compression pad should have something protecting that area that's all i gotta say they do some some of them do well i cost a little more but i I mean i would wear them a lot of people are just out there free riding i can understand i always understood and i always thought that knee pads for the most part in football were unnecessary what do they really protect completely they can't but so i thought man all they do is slow me down just that much and i need every drop of that much i can get but i remember playing with the hard never thought that so you put you put i the last time I wore them, they had switched to soft. This is back in Pop Warner days. No, I wore because, soft ones. No, no, that's what I'm saying. So there were the hard ones when I first started playing. Those were 
a piece of work and really worthless because while you protected your jewels, the inside of your thigh was like gone by the end of a football game. So from those things rubbing up yeah, against yeah, it. Yeah, but but terrible. I've talked about Josh Jeff more than I wanted to this year. So let's go to the next thing. Okay, we'll go to that. <laughs> yeah, bad enough, bad enough conversation. Uh, if we want, we can take our last break right now. Let's go to our last break. And uh, on the other side, we will have Magali Fernandez, and we will also have Byron Chamberlain talking about a grudge match going on next Saturday here in Las Vegas, and that grudge match being the Las Vegas Raiders are playing the Denver Broncos at Allegiant Stadium next Sunday. So this is kind of going to uh, – uh, no pun intended, kick that game off, so to speak. Uh, we'll be right back. We'll talk to them. And we've also got uh, NFL Week 9 coming up. And uh, if we get a chance, we'll talk a little more college football, too. Adelaide Fox Sports Radio, 98.9 FM, 1340 AM, flagship of the Vegas Golden Knights. I'm Brian Feldman. To my left on your radio dial, Caleb Herring, former quarterback, of the UNLV Rebels, last QB to take him to a bowl game. To his left, we have Spencer. You gonna yell? Oh, I, I was waiting for you to say Ostrowski. Oh. <laughs> that's that's his last name. Spencer you, Ostrowski. You never call, there you go. There he there is, the go. one and only. If you're gonna say Spencer, you have to say his whole name. Hit his theme music too. You got his theme music. Go ahead, hit his. Yeah, theme let's music. hit his theme music. We got to give 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 him all of his props. We should have there. a prize. He's Nobody we should have like a, a prize giveaway to whoever can tell us and where call in and tell from? us where that, that thing uh, we'll, we'll, came We will do that. I'll give away some tickets in the future for that. So you better go find that. I'll do your research. But, of course, uh, without Spencer, we wouldn't, he makes all this possible. So got to make sure that uh, we give him full credit. And, of course, behind the wheels of steel, right directly in front of me on your radio dial, Demond. Dino Demond. Say it right. Dino Demond. Oh, Evans. Evans. That's, that's so anticlimactic. Yeah, pseudonym. It's we like... Have, it's like, we're, it's we're like gonna, Clark Kent. Yeah, we're going to come up with another Evans one. Evans is a strong fighter he, name for it, some it reason. It is, but we're know. either going to come up with a better one or we're getting, getting him some glasses. One of the two. <laughs> <laughs> hey, without further ado, let's get to our, our guest today. And really excited about this. I'm actually playing in this next week. But we have our first... Um, I don't know if it's annual. There's going to be a couple of these put on by uh, um, Magali Fernandez does a tremendous job with Lifestyles Global, and uh, she puts this event on. It is going to be benefiting the NFL Alumni Caring for Kids Foundation and Children of Clark County, $100 to the winning team. It is teeing off next Saturday, and that is going to be right here in Las Vegas. And um, really excited right now joining the show, who will be there as well, kind of the captain of the Denver Broncos side as he uh, won two Super Bowls with the Denver Broncos, their tight end, and a uh, uh, former Super Bowl champion, former uh, pro bowler. He will be here uh, next Saturday as well to participate in this. And on the other side, we had Jay Schrader on a couple weeks ago, former quarterback uh, in the National Football League, also a Super Bowl champion. And uh, he will be kind of captaining, if you want to say it that way, the Las Vegas Raiders side. So a grudge match, looking forward to it. Byron, welcome to the show, my friend. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. Looking forward to this. Uh, great, great idea I- by Magalie Fernandez. Um, and it, the first of many from what she tells me. How excited are you to come out and, uh, and uh, participate? I'm very excited. Very excited to come out to Vegas. Uh, very excited to, you know, play some golf. And, and, and uh, you know, like, like you said, it's benefiting the kids. It's benefiting, uh, you know, that's what we're all about with the NFL alumni, caring for kids. And, uh and so I'm looking forward to coming out there and, and raising a lot of money to do a lot of good work there. 
Yeah, there's a pairings party next way next week. All all kinds of ways to get involved. You could still sponsor a whole, and it is really really going to be neat. Looking forward to this out there. So, do you and Jay have any kind of little bet on the side going? Uh, not yet. Yeah, yeah. We we may do that. I mean, know, we're in Vegas. There's got to be wagers, Byron. Byron. What's that? I said we're I said, in Vegas. There's got to be wagers. There'll, there'll be something <laughs> on the line. Trust me. Trust me. Uh, but you know. When I when I get out there that and we're at the pairing party, we'll probably put something on it. Uh, you know, and you know anything that has to do with Broncos and Raiders, it's always intense. So we've had some battles, some hard battles with them on the football field. Uh, we we be, I've been a, a part of a, a few that's come to to blows, <laughs> and, and and so. It'll be a, it'll be another like you said grudge match out there on the golf course. Yeah, I, I'm excited about you know the potential for the trash talk because I know I've heard that there's some pretty intense trash talk surrounding the sport of golf that we're not privy to all the time, and I imagine this won't uh, won't be an exception to that rule. But going back to the charity aspect of this for a little while, and I know the NFL has has definitely made uh, made it a point to you know be impactful on the lives of children and the next generation of, of either athletes or just young men and women in the community how did the connection i think between these two charities the the two that are going to be impacted the most how did that come about and why the game of golf for those charities well for us it's it's our initiative with the nfl alumni to uh you know use our platforms to try to to help kids and uh and so magley and and the work she does uh, there in, in Clark County, uh, it, it just seemed like a natural fit. And, and so uh, it's something that I definitely wanted to be a part of. It's something that, you know, all the, the Raider guys, they wanted to be a part of. And it just, it just, it, 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 it really just, um, you know, meshes well together with the, the, the children of Clark County and, and, and our kind of mission uh, of what we have with the NFL alumni. So I got to ask you this. Um, in my youth, I wasn't an avid fan or participant in golfing. And as I've aged, well, like a fine wine, might I add, um, as I've aged, I've started to appreciate the game of golf and really got an itch, as they call it, to, to learn how to play. Have you always been a fan of golf or a participant in golf? Or is this something that really didn't come into your post-career? Because being a black kid from you know the Southern California, golf wasn't my thing. It was basketball, football, and golf was an afterthought at best until Tiger Woods came. How involved have you been in your lifetime with golf uh, outside of this 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 alumni tournament? And how and how good are you really? I, I really want to know. That's how. That's the real question here. Well, the you know the answer is golf is my first sport I ever played. Golf. Wow. I've been playing golf since I was nine years old. Uh, I never got into football until I got to high school. Um, I wind up moving to Texas, and uh, that was the thing out there. But I grew up uh, in Hawaii in Southern California, and uh, my grandfather was a huge golfer, scratch golfer. And, uh, you know, that's how I got into the game, hanging out with him. Uh, and I loved it. And it's, it's probably my favorite sport. Uh, so, yes, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty decent at it. I, I play to about a 8 to 10 handicap. Um, wow. And I've always been in love with this game, man. Uh, And like I said, it's my first sport I ever played. Um, And I probably wouldn't have played football and let and and let and you know if we never moved to Texas, I probably would never played football. But but football was king in Texas, and I went to high school there. And uh, all the guys were like, "Hey, no, man, you got to come out to the football team. This is what we do here." So that's how I kind of got involved with that. 
well, obviously a really good decision for you to get involved in that, Byron. A couple of uh, Super Bowls later, a Pro Bowl, and, um, you know, really neat thing, and especially, as you mentioned, this Broncos-Raiders uh rivalry is intense. It has been for as long as I can remember a long time. And I really quickly want to say this um, about Lifestyle Global. They put on charitable events to help raise money and awareness for various charities within the community. One of the ways they get to do this is through these grudge matches, celebrity grudge match with Raider legends, benefiting various charities taking place at the Revere Golf uh, Course in beautiful Las Vegas. Um, It is going to happen two to three times a year. This tournament has been composed to two team captains, and again, that's going to be Raiders, Raiders legend Jay Schrader, and of course, on the air with us right now, Broncos legend Byron Chamberlain. Uh, their chosen charity is for the children of Clark County for educational supplies under Dan Hernandez, director of Parks and Recreation of Clark County. So I wanted to make sure to get all that in as uh, you guys are doing a great thing coming out here. And it's really neat when you get to do something like this, raise money, and have fun doing it. And I don't know that there's a better place to do things like this than Las Vegas, Byron. Uh, but for sure, man, for sure. You know, when, when Magley uh, po- posed, posed this to me and she was asking me about bringing out some of my guys or whatever, and I'm calling them up and they're like, oh, what, we're playing golf in Vegas? I'm there, you know. There, there's no better city than, than Las Vegas. You know, everyone uh, loves Vegas. We love to come out there. And it's just so much to do, so much so much fun out there. So I'm really looking forward, it, forward to it. I'm looking forward to to uh, raising money and helping these kids. And there's there's so many ways that, that people, other people can get involved besides playing uh, golf. You know, you can come out and you can sponsor. You can come out, there's gonna be a, a, a live auction. There's gonna be, like we said, the pairing party. There'll be other ways you can get involved and help us help these kids. That's next Saturday, the Revere Golf Club in Las Vegas. Looking forward to that. And uh, Byron, final question for you. Um, Coming out here next week, uh, bringing back uh, obviously a lot of talk about football and members. What is your, you know, and I'm sure the Super Bowls have to be at your fondest memory, man. I mean, you played with one of the greatest quarterbacks of all times on the uh, John Elway, having him throwing your passes. What is your greatest memory of the opportunity you had? Yeah, definitely the Super Bowls and definitely, you know, bringing, you know, my family there and then coming along for the ride with there. But I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. You you just mentioned John Elway. <clears throat> Super Bowl 33, after his last game, uh, we, you know, we were doing the whole media thing after the game, doing all the interviews. Uh, and John and I kind of ran late. The team had left uh, going back to the, the hotel to the, 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 the celebration, the party. And John and I were the last two guys to leave the stadium where they left a, a, a bus there for us too and, and, uh, and, and an official from the team. And uh, as we're boarding the bus, someone slips us two uh, Cuban cigars and, and we asked the bus driver, can we smoke these uh, cigars on the bus on the way back to the hotel? And we did and we had a great time. And just that memory of smoking those those victory cigars with John in his last game, oh, wow. uh, cool. which he was the MVP of, I mean, that that was a special moment that I had with my quarterback. That's a really cool story, and I appreciate you sharing that with us. And did you ever envision, I'll let you go on this note, um, you know, like all of us, I get asked that question all the time now, being from Detroit, and, uh, you know, we've had sports, four sports teams in all four of the major sports since I was knee-high to a toadstool. I remember it and been a fan. But the question to you is, did you ever envision football, professional football in Las Vegas? I never did. I, I didn't think it would happen. Um I think it's, but I, you know, now that it's there, I think it's great for, for the city. I think it's great for our nation 
too. I think um, that beautiful. Uh, okay, I'm going to give the Raiders a compliment. That's a beautiful stadium. That's <laughs> it is. Beautiful. Uh, and and I think it, it's going to be packed. It's going to be filled with fans from all over the country to come see it. So uh, I, I think it's a great thing to to have football in Vegas. And let me say this though. Let me say this. In my career in Denver, uh, we played the Raiders twelve times. I was eleven and one against the Raiders, and I don't plan on losing this golf match to them either. <laughs> I got to show yes. you. Look at this. Old Jimmy Plunkett jersey on. Hey, you know what? I'm from Detroit. I said it would be very hard to root for another team, although I don't think I'll see a Super Bowl in my lifetime being a Lions fan. However, uh, I kind of adopted the Raiders. I'm in Las Vegas, so like I adopted the Golden Knights, I adopted them. Pretty exciting. And uh, um, you can register still for the next celebrity golf match, which is taking place Pro Bowl weekend, which is the end of January. And uh, we will get you to find out, but uh, you can go to Maglay. It's M-A-G-A-L-Y at lifestylesglobal.com and uh, and check it out and register for that, which is coming up Pro Bowl weekend. This is going to be a lot of fun. Byron, look forward to meeting you next week, and I need you and that seven handicap to play with me and my buddy who are playing next Saturday. And you know what? I'll even wear a Broncos jersey to have you on my team. Nice, nice. <laughs> Let's put some big money on the line. Let's do it. We appreciate you. That's Byron Chamberlain, former uh, NFL tight end, two-time Super Bowl champion, former pro bowler. He'll be out here next Saturday along with Jay Schrader hosting the grudge match at the Revere Country Club on Saturday morning. Check it out. And, again, uh, there's still an opportunity to sponsor holes. Thanks again, Byron. Greatly appreciate you joining the show. Having me. Absolutely. Listen, uh, Caleb, we're going to transition right away. we got to go into, as we run low on time, uh, NFL Week 9, some huge games taking place this week. And unfortunately, we won't have much time to talk about college football, but I'll tell you, you got to re- real quickly throw in there. You talked about Trevor Lawrence, and DJ, as you said, looked really, really good, did everything in his power to win that game on the road. Notre Dame doesn't lose many at home. Clemson doesn't lose many, period. Something had to give, and a double overtime. Ian Book, who really did play a good game. At times, he looked like a big version of Fran Tarkington out there. Uh, very, very um, evasive, and I like seeing his running ability, but DJ looks like a, an NFL quarterback in the future. That is a big man who is elusive with probably just as big of an arm as Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, the, the I think DJ's potential, his ceiling is a lot higher than, and this is me, his potential and his ceiling is higher than than Trevor Lawrence. I think freshman year for freshman year, if you look back at Trevor Lawrence's freshman year, Trevor wasn't able to do that his freshman season. So the ceiling for DJ Uwe and what he can grow into be over the next three years is is pretty scary to think about that Clemson's cupboard is not going to be bare when Trevor Lawrence leaves. They're not going to have an LSU situation where LSU's quarterback situation is drastically changed when their their senior guy goes to the NFL. So I think, you know, Clemson is going to be fine at quarterback, and I don't think that's going to be the reason that they fall out of the top four this week, which I think they should. I think the reason they're going to fall out of the top four is because their defense, not just because they don't play good or they're not good when they're healthy and whole, but they're beat up, they're injured. I think it's going to get worse before it gets better as far as the injuries that the guys are going to be coming back from. And then even the guys that are, when they are healthy, just don't look the same as what they've had before. Um, They're missing some pretty key members of the defense from last year as well. So I think 
Clemson's defense is the reason that if they get dropped out of the top four, I wouldn't be surprised. No, I, I would agree with that. Their defense is not what it was. But I never looked for Clemson to have that much of a falling off as long as Dabo Sweeney's there. He has cemented himself as one of the best, co- co- you know, one of the two best coaches in college football right now. And probably, you know, amongst talk of one of the greatest coaches of all time in college football, he has absolutely put that Clemson program on the map. And every year you talk about them as a contender for a national championship. And that is the result of great coaching, great recruiting, and a great guy. And uh, you, you listen to even guys that he's recruited and why they go there, like DJ's father said that he took him there because he talked about God and about how important graduating and studies were, and he really liked the way he recruits. And obviously, DJ, or I should say Dabo's great at that because he gets some of the best recruits in the country. Just a quick a couple of other uh, football notes. Michigan, of course, lost again to Indiana. First time Indiana's beat them since 1987. Florida beat Georgia, and usually the winner Shalactin. of that game... Usually the winner of that game represents the SEC. Yeah, on the and East. I think that actually helps Clemson that Georgia lost that game because and the, the way they lost it too, they got shellacked. Oh yeah, well, in that plus game. it's their second loss. Yeah, they're they're done. Second all they can loss, do so, now is. And I don't think spoiler. Cincinnati moves up into the top four. Uh, Cincinnati, if Clemson does drop, they're not dropping. No, out no, of no. Top four. But Cincinnati to, to, to Cincinnati. me is number five right now. Yeah. They play great defense, and I'll tell you right now, Desmond Ritter, um, that guy can take a negative play and turn it into a positive one in a hurry. I love the guy at quarterback. The Liberty Flames seven and zero beat Virginia Tech. First time they beat a ranked opponent, 38-35. Cool, you have to check that one out. Uh, we'll talk more. Justin Fields, five TD passes. And uh, I'll tell you what, man, he is looking like the front runner for the Heisman Trophy. That guy is ridiculous. And uh, I won't be upset if the Lions Good get him instead of Trevor. Good consolation for not getting Trevor Lawrence. No yeah. doubt. Really quickly transition into the NFL. And uh, last week, again, all of us, except for DeMond Cotton, barely got the win. And the only guy over 500 in the studio. We are all three. Well, me, you, and Spencer are three. And five, Magnum. Forget about it. One and seven. Demond at uh, four and four right now. So uh, hanging in there, guys. Um, this week, uh, you know, some huge games going on in the National Football League. What do we like, and where are we going? Because we're running out of time. So let's get the picks in. I, I'm going to go against the Wizards. Better judgment here, actually. And I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with the Chargers. Actually, I'm going to go with what I think you would say. I think we're going to take the Chargers. All right, uh, over Caleb. the Raiders. Caleb's going with the San Diego Chargers. That's a we'll, good two and five football team. Okay, we'll, we'll 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 let you go. They're over the Raiders. It'll be an interesting game. Uh, the Raiders, of course, Chargers are favored by a point. So you've got San Diego minus one. So interesting. Wiz, what do you got? The one week I actually am in favor of the Raiders. Caleb, of course, just goes against me. But I'm going to take the Ravens. I think they're plus points right now. But whatever the line is, it's probably minus one. Take the Ravens. Okay, he's going to go with the Baltimore Ravens. And believe it or not, I am going to go. And I don't say believe it or not. I'm going to. But it is a. a Tight one. I'm going with uh, Seattle on the road in Buffalo. Do you know that Seattle has won their last 10 games in the Eastern time zone? So they're giving up three points in Buffalo. I like that. Last one, DeMond Cotton. Who do you got? I'm going to take the Seahawks. You're taking the Seahawks as well. So me and DeMond on the Seahawks. Okay. That's going to do it for today. Some great games in the NFL coming up after the show. Definitely check them out for Caleb Herring, Spencer, the Wiz, Ostrowski, also for DeMond Cotton. And we want to thank Byron Chamberlain, our guest. Uh, We'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Bye-bye.